I hear the cannons roar. Is it the king approaching? Take me back and hold me. Baby, one more time. You ain't heard nothing yet. For those unfamiliar with modern stereo terminology, a turntable is a mechanical device. Hey, it's the podcast whose New Year's resolution is to lose so much weight it becomes gaunt and unhealthy looking. And often a good head start to that is catching the flu. I get the flu right after New Year's Eve, and it was a great adventure. Because there's nothing like a high fever to make you appreciate uh, clear thought and normal sleep. You know, when a lot of people get sick, they curl up with the TV or books. But I like to try to sleep a sickness out of me. Sometimes I feel like it works. Other times, it's uh, sleep is like just a way to pass the time. But when you're got a fever sleep is just sort of a way to visit a place that feels like a mix between whatever your job is and that place that hr puffin stuff lived eventually i gave up trying to sleep and i did watch a bunch of tv i set what has to be a single day record uh for bob newhart watching i watched 18 episodes of the old bob newhart show in one day this is the original Um, Chicago series when he lived in Chicago which ran from 1972 to 1978 I was watching season 3 weirdly none of it turned up in my fever dreams even though during the third season I gotta say that Marsha Wallace did look a little bit like witchy poo so anyway good luck to you during the cold and flu season hope you got your flu shot I didn't and on to the music let's start with a couple of uh, related German bands 18th Die, if you're not familiar with them, 18th Die were from Berlin, and they made some great records in the early 90s. They broke up in 1999, but just prior to that, the bass player in 18th Die, who's uh, Heike, uh, Heike Radiker. Heike Radiker was also in this other act called Wooling, with a W, Wooling. So let's hear an 18th Die, couple, couple of 18th Die cuts, and then a Wooling cut. So first up is a pair The song's from one of the best records of 1992, 18th Dies Done. So we'll hear Either and Whole Wide World.
1996, that's an underrated 90s act from Germany called Wooling, with a tune called Enno. Uh, it's from uh, their, I guess their second album. Uh, it's it's kind of hard to know whether their first record actually came out or not. It depends on whether what you read. Uh, I don't have the first record. I only have the second one. Anyway, we'll stay with underrated records. We'll go to an underrated, an overrated era, which is uh, 70s English punk, but a couple of uh, singles that are hard to come by. This record is a big collector's record because the Nips got together in 1976 in London. First is the Nipple Erectors, before abbreviating the name. You can only guess why. You can say they uh, caved into the man, but I'd say it's probably just a lot easier to fit on a flyer, especially if your front man is Shane McGowan, later of the Pogues. They made a few records, and uh, Paul Weller produced one of them, but that's not this one. This is their second single, and um, I think the one that most people think of first. It's from June 1978. It's their first record as The Nips, after they changed the name. This is called All the Time in the World.
from November of 1977. That's the New Hearts with uh, just another teenage anthem. New Hearts have a pretty good story. If you're familiar at all with Ben Queller and Radish, uh, New Hearts are like the Radish of the 1970s. At the beginning, let's see, look at my notes. Uh, at the beginning of 1977, the average age of the guys in the New Hearts was 17. And they've been playing out for just like two months. And then CBS Records signed them, released two singles, and even had them open for the jam at the Reading Festival. And I don't really know what bummed them out so much about that. Um, but I think we've seen that story play out enough um, since then to not be surprised that for whatever reason, not long after that, they broke up the band. So, you know, they're at the sort of the top of most bands game, you know, playing the Reading Festival and, uh, you know, on a major label and singles out and everything. And they decide, well, you know, this is not what we wanted. So they break up and the two, two of the guys in the band put together a different band called Secret Affair that you may have heard of if you're into any of the sort of mod revival rock. The new heart single holds up. You know who else holds up this program? Our sponsor. Back to the music. I want to play one of the more, so I guess, legendary cuts, a standout cut from the first Perfumed Garden compilation album. This is a record that came out also out of England after the popularity of the DJ John Peel. His first radio show was on in 1967. He, a lot of people don't know that he was on the BBC. So he was one of the most famous DJs in the world. Uh, he had a lot of different radio shows, but his first one was on the BBC in 1967. And uh, the name of the show was The Perfumed Garden. And so eventually a compilation album called Perfumed Garden came out. And uh, um, a, lot of tell, a lot of people will tell you that this is the one that sort of sets the bar for 60s compilations. I'm not one to argue with that much, but I grew up more of a Nuggets guy. For me, that's the one that sets the bar for compilations is Nuggets. But uh, it's really not an argument worth having, I guess. Anyway, this cut will, uh, will th- this is a good one. It's by the Shy Limbs, which at the time included Greg Lake on bass, who went on to be in the Shame, went, uh, let's see, Shame and the Gods, King Crimson, and, uh, you know, Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. And uh, it might be irresponsible to not point out ahead of time, here, the resemblance to Procol Harum's Whiter Shade of Pale, which you will recognize. Uh, it sounds a lot like that tune, which is really just testament to the influence of that song. I think people really heard that. At the time, when, when Whiter Shade of Pale came out, I think a lot of people heard that song, not just as uh, um, a song to be imitated, but really as almost like a new subgenre of rock and roll. I mean, to a lot of people, that song was as big a shot as uh, like Strawberry Fields Forever or, you know, any of those, any of the big songs on Sgt. Pepper, like that this was going to be like a new way to make music. And I don't know if that's true or not, but I think this one certainly has definite merits. From 1967, it's the Shy Limbs, Reputation.
cleansing the palate after the shy limbs. That was Dawn and the Agitators with Going Back Home, originally from 1964, on the Lucky Token label, a single. But for me, it's taken from the Boulders compilation, uh, Boulders number no. 7 collection, where you can get a hold of a song like that a heck of a lot more easily. Though Boulders number no. 7 in and of itself is not as easy to come by as it used to be. The numbers and there's a bunch of boulders collections. Number seven is a particularly good one. If you wanna if you're gonna choose one to get, number seven is is one to get. Uh Dawn from Dawn and the Agitators was Dawn Pierce, whose only other record I'm aware of was a single from nineteen sixty eight called This Funky Thing that I can personally stand behind as funky. It's a little slick for the Boulders series, but it might not surprise you to know that Dawn Pierce worked out of Hollywood. I think he did some He was a studio musician, a studio producer, which sort of explains how he was able to go from thing to thing, make garage rock and uh, funk. But a lot of what he did is catchy and likable. There's time for one more, and I want to make it one from this other compilation record that's kind of hard to come by, uh, which is too bad because it's mind-blowing. The the record is called Kazumbi, African 60s Garage, and it compiles this crazy rare music from South Africa, Mozambique, the Congo. Some of it's just a historical interest. It gives you a perspective of how much music was changing in those areas compared to the places that you're already familiar with. But in a handful of places, this music is just stunning, really special. So I want to close this installment out by hearing one of those. This is uh, Tata Lando, which in as much as I can learn is a guy who recorded from the late 60s, like 68, all the way up to 1990, and actually achieved a pretty high profile in uh, certain areas, like Angola and, um, I guess, certain Portuguese-speaking countries. But this particular tune from the Kazumbi record is called, uh, if I can pronounce this, Moato Mwanengingla, and uh, it's pretty spectacular. So here... From, uh, I think 1968, it's Tato Landa. Kapingenga pingeni benyaba kwa disangi Kapingenga pingeni benyaba kwa disangi Okiki makamaki
That's the first More Lost Time of 2015. Thank you for listening. Please tell a friend, go to iTunes, give it five stars, subscribe for real. Tell your friend to do the same thing. Tweet something supportive or even angry at More Lost Time or just email morelosttime at gmail.com. This installment was written and produced by Emmanuel Transmission and Mike Lamity with engineering assistance by Tony Nominee. And this has been the sound of more lost time.